You're listening to Cat and Penda on Fan Service Radio. Welcome back to a post-Halloween episode of Fan Service with Cat and Penda, a podcast with two Fraulein's talking about stuff. We are fans of books, TVs, TVs. Why is there an S in TVs? <laughs> All the TVs. I like TVs. Dynex. Giant Sony, LG. We're a fan of books, TV, music, anime, podcast, and maybe we share your favorites. I am Penda. And I am Kat. And we've got, got, we started drinking early. We've got a lot of, <laughs> lot to, we've got a lot to talk about, so we'll go ahead and get started. Um, we'll start off with the basics. It's been a, a, a week or two since we connected. So uh, tell me, Kat, what are you wearing? Well, I am starting it off right or maybe wrong. I feel like I've debased myself and I literally have on a Darth Vader sweater, but it's hot pink. So I feel like I've gotten my revenge on the Darth Master. <laughs> so yeah, it just says Star Wars on it. But he's hot pink, so I I get I get some dignity back. So <laughs> anybody who knows me knows I'm a Star Trek fan. That's why I have a little animosity towards. And he's not my father, by the way. This dude's not my father. <laughs> and and it's cold, so we're you know we're getting to the point of the year where it's any port in a storm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even if that port has Dark Vader's face on it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what has long sleeves? Oh, no. Uh, uh, it's, <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, it's not true. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pinda? What are you rocking? Looking a little scary over there. What do I have? Um, it, it. I got this in a subscription box. Uh, but it 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 looks like a cross stitch of Cthulhu, Definitely. so it says yeah. uh, Cthulhu Awakens, and it's got a little. I like to wear this around the holiday because it's it's uh, green and red. Festive. And it's very festive with the little skulls and the little the little the little pentagrams and the little little H.P. Lovecraft here at the bottom. Right. Make makes me think so about Christmas every time I see Cthulhu. That's right. That's right. People people usually do a double take when they see it because they think, oh, festive, ugly Christmas sweater. Like, oh, wait, my eyes. That's a demon monster. My sanity. <laughs> my sanity. <laughs> That's hilarious. So speaking of sanity, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, are, what, what do you have in your glass today? Well, I am drinking on something a little different today. So if anybody out there in the listening universe may have noticed my voice is a little uh, lounge singer smoky today, um, giving off some Tina Turner vibes and, you know, deep voice girl vibes. That's because um, I am trying to treat my non-COVID related uh, tingle in my throat. And so part of that is I have holding up a giant, giant tea tea uh cup with cats all around it and inside is like the equivalent of four glasses uh, i mean four cups of earl gray hot so at the very least i'm still keeping with my theme um my jean-luc picard healing energy along with a little uh lemon and honey 
makes the medicine go down. <laughs> How about you? Add a shot of whiskey to that. You should be pretty good. You know what? If I had one, I sh- I would have poured it in there. But unfortunately, this is a virgin. Uh, I'm going to call it a virgin Picard. Mm. How about you, Pilla? <laughs> what are you sipping on for the both of us? For the both of us, I have... Um... I am, I'm trying to drag out spooky season a little bit longer, though. Like I say, spooky season isn't over over until we say it's over. Right. But I did crack open um, a bottle of uh, Witch's Brew from Lelanol Cellars, which is somewhere in Michigan. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never been to Lelanol. I just know that I used to work at a fruit market that sold um, a lot of their a lot of their wines. So this is a, it's a spiced red wine. Nice. And I, and I refuse to pour this down the drain, even though I probably only had a glass or two uh, for over on Halloween. So I've been, you know, pulling it out and, and, and having a sip or two, but it's, it's a, a, a red table wine with, with cinnamon, clove, nutmeg. Um, and I could warm it, but I didn't want to go that far, you know, mm. like I'm I'm not, I'm not ready for that, uh, but it's, it's good warmed if you're sitting outside handing out candy. Oh yeah. Good warm spice, nice warm spice. Yeah. So this is just room temperature spice wine. Uh, Sounds delicious. It's good. It's good. And it's funny because I probably had this bottle for like 10 years and I wasn't sure if it was going to be any good because table wines usually don't last that long. Okay. But this one was pretty good. I mean, I, I bought a backup just in case. Okay. You know, the label's not the same anymore, but these aren't dated, so. You didn't want you know, to be it's, on it's the recording, in- like like drinking your wine and just saying, what is this crap? Oh, disgusting. <laughs> what are you doing? This is, this is awful. I'm never, I'm never drinking at this establishment again. Right. But it's your wine. <laughs> That's funny. My wine out of my cellar, yeah. Right. But it was, it's, it's good. That's good. I'm gonna have to you try know, some I'm... of that. You know how I feel about red wine. I haven't met one. Yes, I, didn't I think you like. would like it. <laughs> it's. I think you would like it. And this is just. It's and it's inexpensive because it's local. Um, but most, I know the grocery stores around here, all of them carry it. Oh, I nice. don't know. Well, yeah, they should still have it because it's only been we're only a week out from Halloween, so they should have it still. Probably discounted too, so you, it'll be on sale for you. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna need that information. A stat. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll say I'll put it in the show notes, and we we both know I won't put anything. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not gonna do that. But I appreciate the thought. <laughs> there we go. I am thinking about doing something I have really no intention of actually doing. <laughs> so <laughs> to get started today, uh, we got quite a bit to, to go over. So let's get started with. And we, Halloween is giving though the this is the, the spooky season, so we've gotten a lot of, of of great horror movies and well, great movies just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we what we have seen in in the last in the last year is a lot of reboots. Um, we have you know like Halloween, you know we had Halloween Kills, uh, which was like a sequel to Halloween, which was rebooted in, in twenty eighteen, and. Uh, we're seeing we're, we seem to be seeing a lot of of, of reboots, uh, both for television as well as for movies. 
So I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Kat. I know you were you were thinking about this and when we were kicking ideas back and forth. So so how do you feel? Tell me about tell me about your reaction, your feelings, your open up to us about <laughs> reboots. Oh, do you really want me to open up? Because, you know, I can, I can, this cat's got claws and meow, meow. But uh, I, I, I tell you, Penda, um, to my first initial thoughts is I'm kind of sick of it. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's never been, you know, reboots and remakes and reimaginings that haven't happened, you know, in, you know, since, since cinema has been introduced to us as a media outlet um you can look at a star is born i think this was like um the third or fourth uh version of it with lady gaga but it's just yeah the fourth one. it's the fourth one yeah so you know it's not an unheard of you know it's not it's not unheard of that you know the studios reboot and and, and reintroduce things to to uh, two new generations. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. The problem that I have is it seems to be little to no original content that's being introduced to us in the in the last uh I guess 2 years or may I say maybe even 5, but it just seems over this past year it's been relentless, you know, and it's like I don't know if you're trying to appeal to the nostalgia of the people who may fall under generation X or, you know, generation Y or what have you, or are you trying to introduce, um, these, these new, these, these older films to the new generation that, that is currently going to the movies, these younger generation, but either way, it just seems like a money grab. Like for instance, as I was doing some of my research, it was some, you know, I, I found out that, um, they're going to be doing a Chucky series, right? I think I was thrown for a complete loop because I think that's the most ridiculous one I've, I've been introduced to so far because it's like, why do you need a series about a doll, a killer doll? Yeah. When the original concept was introduced, it was kind of, it was definitely scary because, you know, a, a killer doll, I, I remember seeing it when it was originally in the theaters. But, you know, like most things, they beat it to death with the, the idiot sequels and things like that. But just, you know, like, le let sleeping dogs lie. But as, but, but again, as I was doing the research, like, there's going to be some anticipated, so-called anticipated uh, reboots and, and, and reintroductions are like, they're doing Beavis and Butthead. And uh, there, it's going to be on Paramount Plus, um, like new seasons and maybe even a spinoff movie. What's the point of that, right? I'm a little confused. And and then they're going to be doing uh, Clueless um, based on the 1995 teen movie. But um, they're going to return as like some kind of mystery because one of the characters are disappearing. Now, on the flip side, there are a couple of things that I am looking forward to. But overall, it's, it's still like you're oversaturating the market. Like, okay, Netflix is coming out with Cowboy Bebop, right? I loved Cowboy Bebop as a as an anime. It was fun. It was a fun romp. And just looking at the little clip, the little teaser that they showed on YouTube, it looked like it was a lot of fun. Um, 
it looked like the characters were interesting in in but again this was just a little teaser it looked like it was something worth seeing but again i was like why are we doing cowboy bebop but you know i'm still gonna see it <laughs> um and guess what they are doing like even though criminal minds just ended in like february 2020 right they're going to paramount plus is going to like I don't know if they're going to reboot it or do some kind of sequel to it, but it's going to be like a 10 episode arc on Paramount plus that is going to concentrate on one case. I don't know what's that about, you know, um, to me, it seems like Paramount plus is kind of, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't watch a lot of things for Paramount plus, but the only, the only media I seem to see that comes out of that is like Star Trek related stuff. And, and now all of these different reboots and, 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 uh, but no original content. And I, I could be wrong here, but I'm not seeing anything that's, uh, giving me, mm, you know, then you got Dexter coming back. Dexter is another one that didn't, it, it didn't end too long ago, but I think so many people were disappointed with the way that it ended that they kind of bow to the fans uh outrage and they're gonna kind of try to you know uh retcon the ending so you know it makes sense it looks okay but i'm i'm not really like oh i gotta see that and the uh, and lastly one of the last ones i you know have really focused in on is ghostbusters um uh ghostbusters just like a reboot again like they did a ghostbusters with a all lady cast and now they're doing this ghostbusters i saw the trailer and it was okay but i still didn't know why it was necessary and people may go and flock to see it but i'm not necessarily one that's going to be in that line to see that pinda uh but on the flip side of it i am looking forward to uh matrix resurrection but I mean, it looks really good and the action is like, take my money, but it still does not take away from why is there not a, a lot of original content and original ideas being put out in these theaters? Well, we kind of know why, because the studios want to make money. So what they're going to make money on brands that we already know and what we're familiar with. And I find that kind of disappointing that nobody's willing to take chances anymore. What about you, Fender? What are your thoughts? So, so, but you're, you're right. The studios are, are digging into their own archives because there is, there is money there. Um, uh, Paramount Plus is going through its catalog because the, the shows that they're rebooting are properties that they own. So it makes sense to them to at least initially bank on a new licensable item because it can go right to their streaming service which is less expensive than taking it to network TV since not a lot of people are watching network TV anymore. And it, uh, if you're sitting, uh, if you're sending it to your own streaming service, you don't have to worry about advertisers because it's your own streaming service. You, know? mm -hmm. you can charge subscriptions if you like, but you don't really have to worry about advertisers. Um, I, Reboots for me are, are hit and miss because I can't, 
I can't say that I don't like, oh, I don't like, I, for example, I know what you did last summer is currently airing on Amazon Prime. Ugh. It is not a good reboot. <laughs> um, it, it's it's a reboot in the it's it's a reboot in name only. In other words, it's not a reboot. It is a um, it is banking off it is banking off a, a known name. Uh, I haven't done a review for I know what you did last summer because it's uh, it's not a very good show. It is full of terrible characters, and they all deserve to die. <laughs> that's that's my that's my capsule review for for that show. Uh, it's <laughs> right. I I was looking through the yeah, the rebooting Dexter, which which went off the air in 2013. And so it just seems like it just went off the air, but it's been a minute. Really? It, it's very it's very it's very front of mind. I felt like it went off the uh, air like last year. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just, it just seems, you know, be, because of the pandemic, time has folded. Mm-hmm. So in some regards, it seems like forever. In other regards, it seems like three days ago. Right. Um, Sex and the City is being rebooted. Uh, and I don't know why. I, um, I, I really, I really don't know why. <laughs> uh, um, that's, it's not because Kim Cattrall isn't even going to be a part of it. Um, so it's like, okay, well, you don't have Samantha. What's the point? You don't have, you don't have the character that was the most interesting of all four of you. Mm-hmm. So what, why, why are we doing this? Um, but again, these are, these are studios and, and they own their own properties and it's, it's, it's money making in the sense that they can get, they can tap into that nostalgia. Uh, Bloomhouse does a lot of horror movies. It's primarily what they do. They have, they rebooted Halloween, okay. um, which, and, and technically, they didn't reboot Halloween. The Halloween that came out in 2018 is a direct sequel to the 1978. So basically, the other films don't exist as far as the 2018, because let's, let's face it, some of them just weren't very good. Most of them weren't very like good. Like, a lot of them weren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the 2018 is, is a direct sequel to 78. Um, there was a Fantasy Island movie in 2020 that was not very good. Um, I think it's a the series coming Man out of on that Fantasy Island, right? Yeah, they they go they go back and forth. Oh. I mean, and but to be fair, the Exorcist the Exorcist sequel that they did on Fox was really good. Okay, it's. It's, eh, eh, eh. You know, it's, it's hit or miss. Uh, there was the Invisible Man in 2020 with Elizabeth Moss. That was very good. I did really enjoy um, that. And then Freaky, which was a reboot of Freaky Friday. Didn't see it. Which is also very good. Mm-hmm. It's got Vince Vaughn in it and um, a, a chick I can't remember. <laughs> um, but she ends up, she ends up, she ends up flipping with. Um, she ends up flipping souls with uh, with the killer, so the killer takes over. Played by Vince Vaughn, so the the killer is in her body as a young teenager, and she's stuck in this, and she's stuck in Vince Vaughn's body. And it's Bloomhouse does really well with some of these horror comedies. They're horror first and comedy second, as opposed to the other way around, which I can't stand. <laughs> so it's funny, and it's funny not in a, and I won't say it's, it's funny in an ironic way. It's funny. It's situational uh, funny as opposed to 
deliberately being funny because you need a laugh here. Um, but Bloomhouse, I know Bloomhouse does it because those are those are hard money makers. You, you do you do your fantasy islands, which we know won't be very good, but will still make money. Um, and because you take the money that you're getting from from Fantasy Island and you're putting it towards the good movies like Invisible Man. And I think the studios are doing that too. It takes a lot to it takes a lot to start up something new. I think I heard um, a stat pre-pandemic that when we look at when we look at shows that are about to drop on various networks, some of those won't make it two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the ones that we see, there are there are fifty to seventy five more that get just a pilot made. Yeah, yeah. And we never see them. Never see the light we of day. We never see those shows. They never get picked up for anything. And that's a lot of money mm-hmm. because it's you still have to create a bible for it. You still have to get your writing staff together. You still have to line up your your talent. And then you have to line up your your crew and your sets and all of that. And that's a lot of money. Yeah. And so I understand I understand the hesitancy with because finding shows like Friends, like Seinfeld, granted those are shows I, I hated and wouldn't watch, but they were money makers. They became hit shows and people enjoyed them. And it's really difficult for series or for studios to find shows that they know will be marketable because let's face it people are fickle mm-hmm. um, we don't we don't i mean that's we, that's why dick wolf dick wolf has been basically banking on the law and order franchise for 25 years yeah it's the same show csi is doing it too csi is not only re it's not rebooting it's not rebooting the original csi it is just coming out with a brand new show csi vegas and it's just pulling from the original cast yeah yeah. Georgia Fox and and Will Peterson and Wallace Langham, I think. I probably butchered his name. <laughs> but those three original cast members are coming back because yeah, we're all stuck at home. It's it's we we know what we're getting into. We know what we're getting into. I just saw that the people that the creator of of Blackish that's on ABC. Yeah. Um, they are, they are rebooting or they are reimagining Bewitched, except that Samantha is a black woman married to a white guy. And she is, I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm interested, but I wish they would. And the thing is they can't call it anything else because people will go, well, isn't that Bewitched? So just call it Bewitched. Yeah. But that seems to just come off as real gimmicky, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, and gimmicky works. Yeah. Gimmicky, unfortunately, wait, what though? They're re they're redoing Game of Thrones. They're not redoing Game of Thrones. There are spinoffs for Game of Thrones. Yeah. They got the prequel of uh, Fire and Blood coming out next year. Yeah, why? Because because what's his butt hasn't finished any of the books. Oh, right? look, I already ranted about that guy. <laughs> I don't have any more energy to give to Mr. Martin. Okay, <laughs> you have no, you have. Your soul is empty. Yes. I am I am now a soulless creature. I've given it all I got and <laughs> nothing has changed. And that's one that's one show you won't be watching. You know, and, <laughs> and here's the worst part. I probably will watch it. 
sad. It's just sad. I am the hypocrite. <laughs> no, I got to check it out. Come on. It's like an abusive boyfriend, you know? It's like, why do I keep That's right. coming? I don't, I just walk away already. Right. I can't walk away. It's too much history there. But I, I won't be. I obviously won't be turning into that. Turning I but, but I mean, I don't hate them. Yeah. I mean, the, as for, for me, that's just like, okay, well, I, I just won't watch them. Yeah. Um, and I'll let other people tell me how great they are or how horrible they are. You know, because we, we know people don't know how to hold back when it comes to stuff they don't like. They will, they will happy tell, happily tell you if something is really, really awful or something is really, really great. So of course, I, I'll, I'll wait for folks to tell me if they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I know what you did last summer so long ago. I saw it about a month before it hit Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And then I could not wait to tell people how awful it was. <laughs> and then I completely forgot about it. Like, I'm so excited. I, I, had, I had a beginning all written out and everything. And I was willing to tell people to avoid it at all costs. Um, and then other stuff happened and I forgot. And then I just didn't care anymore. But you were doing a public service, though. You know, at least the people I was. I was, yes. The uh, the idea. I was. I was trying to save you. Right. Now it was really fun. If you choose to walk off that, I'm so. (laughs) So I'm ambivalent about reboots. Um, They're just for me. It's like if if I just won't. I just won't see them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I even I've even stopped going online because if, if there's one thing that Twitter and social media is good for, it's letting people rant and rave about stuff they don't like. Yeah, and I, I just, for my effort, I, I'll just refuse to give it ink, yeah. and I would just refuse to give voice to it, and then I can hope that it'll slink into nothingness. Although I am seeing Ghostbusters on the fifteenth, so. Oh well, enjoy. I have no desire <laughs> to see that at all. Uh, it, it, I wasn't. I wasn't crazy about. I wasn't crazy about the twenty sixteen version until I saw it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the point of, to it either, but I I enjoyed what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And this this new Ghostbusters is I think it's Dan Aykroyd's, because um, he didn't like you know he didn't like the L skirt version of Ghostbusters. Surprise, so this was surprise. his way of yeah. So this was his way of this is his little dig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe this is mostly so because this this is a, a callback to the to the original. I said, okay, folks, you know, you do, I'll, it's my job. I'll see it, you know, but I, I've, I've come a long way. There's a bunch of movies that I've seen in the last three weeks that I could go on and, and badmouth them, but you know what? You just won't get any ink yeah. and then you'll just fade away into obscurity and not even, not even clapping can bring you back. Not even clapping. Come on. <laughs> Tinkerbell, come back. But yeah. You know, I think the the last one, and I completely agree with you about giving it energy. Like, don't give it the energy. But in the same token, I just have to mention this. You know, they got a, a the Batman coming out, right? Now, I I feel like we've consistently seen movies with with Batman in it or a Batman story in it, like every single freaking year for like the last a hundred years. I'm sure. I know I'm exaggerating, but. I am so tired <laughs> of Batman right now. It's like right we're coming right off of the Snyder Gate, you know, and 
we, you know, they finally, we finally got his magnum opus and it was, you know, if you want to see what we thought about that, check out our older, uh, our older <laughs> podcast. We definitely broke it down, but just, you know, just a quick little snippet of it. It's like, yeah, that was a, you did the four hour movie. I, uh, you could have, you could have cut a lot of that out. You know, I'm not saying it had to be slimmed down to two hours, but you definitely didn't need four, but that's a whole nother story. And now right off the boots of the Snyder cut finally being released then you have the batman and you have the dude from twilight playing the batman um robert pattison <laughs> yeah because he's gonna always be edward culling to me i i that, maybe that's not fair but hey that's it is what it is you know you're gonna always be glitter vampire you know disco vampire to me you know so but that being said it's nothing about the, that movie that makes me say, oh, I'm excited, you know? I want to see it. I'm, and to be honest with you, Batman as a character has been done to death in the, in the media. If everybody in the world does not know that when his parents get killed, those pearls just snap apart, you know, and him falling into some kind of cave where he finds the bats. It's a compelling story, but we've also talked about my issues with Batman as a character. Check out the older podcast on that. But that being said, that all that aside, why do we need another Batman movie? I'm sure this is a hot topic. I'm, it may not be a popular opinion by me, but I am just that I think that's one of the reasons that I'm I've got reboot reimagining fatigue about all of them because it's like you're just you're not even waiting five years for some of these stuff it's like you drop something and then one or two and a half years later oh we're rebooting it and it's like what <laughs> like geez i i just got used to the first guy so i don't know it would be kind of cool if we get like all the care all of the actors who played batman um aside for from the original dude who passed away you know adam west god rest your soul but um we can get all the ones that play batman and then we could do a bat verse batty verse or something like that like enter the batty verse so i don't know but that's i guess that's well, all because, I have. <laughs> and so there's a there's a spider there's a superman version of that on youtube is it or all the superman all the living suit all the i'll, I'll I will put that, I put that in my notes to put that in the show notes where there is a, um, there is a Superman and all the living Superman get together because the new ones like just joined the club. Nice. So they're all, there's like a suit, there's like a club of Superman. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Cool. But other than that, I just, I just had to rant about, you know, I, I understand where the studios are coming from and thank you for, you know, providing that insight, Hinda. I just would like to see some more risk, some more, some more content that is being introduced to the mainstream. Now you have a lot of independent movies and things of that nature, but you know, it was a time where these concepts were coming out left and right. And I just would like to see a little more uh, uh, risk-taking 
in 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 my movies and TV and just not seeing the same stuff just over and over again, you know, like hashtag Fuller House, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. She went to jail. <laughs> oh. So on that note, Hi. on that note, we are going to be transitioning to something else. What are we going to be talking about this time? We are going to be talking about, let's talk about, let's talk about how Netflix right now is like the GOAT. <sighs> they are the streaming platform and they are, I'm sorry, there's a little black cat who's been tapping me on the shoulder. <laughs> they're, um, not me. Is, they're, no, it's not, no, it's. It's I'm going to put you down now and you're going to have to get past it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stop kicking me. Stop kicking. Let go. Stop. So now that was in the last battle, just for the record. That, it was, man. <laughs> it's like this little, this little five-pound cat suddenly grew like 10 arms and, <laughs> and 30 claw and I couldn't, I couldn't set them down. Give me all your attention. Net, Netflix has been... Netflix has... You know, it's, you know, people have were bemoaning Netflix for a while because, you know, their their subscribership had dropped and they had not met goals um, that they had promised towards investors. And they're like, oh, no, is Netflix done? Because everyone else has a streaming service, your Paramount, your Peacocks, you know, Hulu, Warner Brothers, um, HBO. Well, Warner Brothers is tied into HBO, but HBO Max, you know, AMC, Shutter, I know, is, yeah. is all dedicated to horror. So people are, are like, well, is Netflix dead? But Netflix has been turning out original content for years, mm-hmm. um, both in the both in series uh, and in and in original movies. Uh, so, and then this past summer, we've seen things like The Squid Game, mm-hmm. which everybody talked about for a minute. Um, we are now seeing, uh, you know, there's this, there's a great Western, uh, the harder they fall, which debuted this week on Netflix. And there are so many great movies and so much great original content, or at least content that Netflix has specifically licensed. So it brings the question, you know, is Netflix, even though it seems to be people who declared it the blockbuster of its time of the 21st century, uh, but is is Netflix or is it or is it not like the greatest of all time? Short answer is yes. You know, like you said, nobody is kicking out original content like Netflix um, from the very beginning. I think they were the ones who like introduced, you know, the Netflix originals. And, you know, you have Hulu and you have um, um, you have Amazon that have a couple of, you know, hits. Um, that people, you know, tune into, uh, as well as HBO Max. And, you know, I'll say HBO Max is closer to Netflix when it comes to original content, because they have all of that, that, that cache of, of material from HBO, you know, so all of that counts as original content. But lately here, Netflix has been killing it, right? Like you mentioned with Squid Game, I finished the series 
it was insane to the point that, you know, people are analyzing it. Like, is it a metaphor for capitalism and things of that nature? Um, you know, how do we, how does this reflect on society? And those things are all well and good, but I came for the gore and I stayed for the pain, you know, it was <laughs> all action. It was all murder. It was all excitement. And, and it was just a really tense, experience that I had no idea I was going to enjoy as much as I did. I could not stop watching it. I I mean, we literally like just powered through, like we did not want to stop watching it. Like, oh, I don't want to go to bed right now. You know, it doesn't matter if it's 4.30 in the morning, whatever. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, so, so I do have job prime tomorrow. It doesn't matter. I, you know, I get a nap at lunch, <laughs> but, but then lunchtime is, oh, I got to see the end of a uh, squid game. So that is super wild. Then, like you mentioned, the harder they fall. That was a fun romp spaghetti Western with Regina King. Awesome. Idris Elba, the man, you know, it was so cool actually seeing African-Americans being represented in the West because those stories weren't being told. You know, it's not, it's not a history or, or even like, probably historically accurate but in the sense that there were black people in the wild west a lot of them migrated to the west you know and just to see those stories and and see you know the good old good guys versus the bad guys but it has a nice little twist at the end that you definitely that i personally didn't see coming um i should have seen it coming because it was like i had questions about what the inciting incident was and why this inciting incident happened. But I was so caught up in all the action that when the twist was revealed, I was like, Oh snap, you know, super, <laughs> super fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Right. And you know how I feel about Sailor Moon. They dropped both those, those uh, in there. Yeah. They were released in theaters and in, um, in Japan, uh, both, both of those. Uh, but when that Netflix, U.S. got the distribution right, so technically it counts as um, uh, Netflix original. So I, I'm here for it. Loved both the movies. I'm a huge Sailor Moon fan. Um, then you got uh, what is it? Red Notice uh, with The Rock and Gal Gadot and my dude Deadpool uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I never get that dude's <laughs> name right, but I got it this time. So better late than pregnant. So. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself for that one. Uh, but yeah, it looks well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. It look, it's it it looks sexy, it looks fun. I was like, when is this movie coming out? I was like, I don't know if I want to necessarily go to the theater to to see this, but it does look interesting. But then when at the end of the trailer, it's like Netflix, and, and it got me like 10 times more excited that Netflix is also doing these big budget you know, unhook your brain. Let's watch some explosions. Let's, let's have some fun. Everything doesn't have to be a documentary about murder, even though I love those two. Then they got the nerve, the nerve, and wait for it. They're coming out with the Tiger King season two. Yes. O-M-G. Yes. You talk about one of the few things that saved 2020 for me. 
Tiger King was it. <laughs> I'm ready for season two. I hope it's a whole trash bag like it, like the first season was. So I will. Oh, it will be. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm so excited. And like I said, uh, Hulu has some good original series. A couple of them. You know, I'm a huge Handmaid's uh, Handmaid's Tale fan. But you know, there's a whole year you got to wait for you know them to produce a new season or what have you. And then Amazon, uh, they have the boys that I loved um, both those seasons so far. And then um, uh, Invincible was the it was awesome. But overall, most of these streaming services are not uh, providing a consistent amount of original content the way that Netflix is. Netflix is pumping out different genres, different varieties, you know, like I said, with the Cowboy Bebop uh, uh, live action looking super interesting. I saw their little rundown for the fall and, and, and going into the winter in December, and I was literally excited to see most of the stuff that they were offering. So it, to answer your question, with that was the, the short version is yes. The long version is hell yeah. Netflix is definitely the GOAT right now. What are your thoughts on it, Penda? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, we, even Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime is known for its, it, it had some original content, you know, but it wasn't like, but but Netflix was doing it quietly and sort of under the radar. Uh, it was picking up shows that, that, that major broadcast networks had dropped, like The Expanse got picked up and, um, you know, Manifest has been picked up. And these shows are, that were originally on, on network TV, Netflix stepped in if the audience demanded it enough, um, and then picked it up for for more for more episodes. I remember when Person of Interest was going off the air, um, there was a huge petition. Uh, Hannibal too, there was a huge petition for both for Netflix to pick up both of those shows uh, to air them. And for various reasons, I, I think the production value of Hannibal might have been cost prohibitive. And, and now knowing what we know about person of interest, we can see why Netflix would have been hesitant to pick that up too. But, you know, 2016 gave us uh, Stranger Things, which is moving into its fourth season. Um, it picked up You yes. from Lifetime Networks. Yes. Uh, and that's going into season, that's going into season, that just wrapped up season three, I believe. Season three, yep, absolutely. I finished that. That was, that was, uh, that was boss as well. Yeah, and then and then for your limited series, you know, Mike Flanagan has basically moved in to to Netflix because we got House on Haunted Hill for ten for eight or ten episodes. We got The Haunting of Blind Manor. Uh, then we got Midnight Mass, and I believe I can't remember what his next one is gonna be. And I'm not gonna. Oh, he's doing Fall of the House of Usher is gonna be his next project, which will be on Netflix. Which means. I mean, it's, it's, these aren't, I mean, and these aren't like, like open-ended budget type of shows, but Netflix isn't real big on stepping in. Like a lot of studios would be even, even networks when we would have our once upon a time when we would have our, you know, our three night events for, for made for TV movies. Um, you know, studio still had, had a lot of say about that, but we've got there's good quality content. Someone and acquisitions for Netflix is, is keeping, you know they're 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 getting first look. They're they've got their ear to the ground for for good series, and even there are things that people haven't heard of, um, 
the sinner, I believe, is going into season three. And I don't know what that's about. Um, but people seem to enjoy it because it's back. <laughs> um, uh, but before there was a Disney Plus, um, it had all the Marvel shows. It had yeah. all the, it had the, you know, it had Jessica Jones. It had the Punisher. It had Daredevil. It had Luke Cage. It had Iron Fist. It had the Defenders. Yeah. So it had, so Netflix stepped in and Netflix did those before there was, you know, before there was a Disney to, 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 to bankroll those. You know, and on the and on the horror side, I believe they picked up. I think they're airing Scream. I don't think they were originally airing the Scream series, but you know, these are all these are all these are all good shows, and these are all solid quality shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're picking up. They're they're picking up great um, Danish and German um, sci-fi thrillers and and mystery shows. Um, I don't know if the Chestnut Man was on netflix but i did watch the entire run of the chestnut man but there's dark and there's the black hole and there's marianne and there's a lot of really good in other words netflix isn't just it isn't just again it's not just a blockbuster it's not just where i mean your your choices used to be well it's either on netflix or if you had amazon prime you could run it from there Mm-hmm. Um, and even with all the various streaming options, it still looks like Netflix is going to be your go-to. It's becoming as ubiquitous as, say, Kleenex. You know, it's just it's going to be it's going to be what we refer to all streaming for mm-hmm. because it's just that good. You know, that's why we have phrases like Netflix and chill. Oh, it's yeah. not these things don't happen by accident. They happen because. They're 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 firmly ensconced in the in the collective mind. Oh. So, so yeah. I mean, maybe Netflix is, doesn't hit all of its subscriber goals, but for those of us that have no intention of leaving Netflix, mm-hmm. um, it's still turning out quality content. Um, they're they're slate for twenty twenty two and beyond. Looks amazing. So yeah, we're not we're not going anywhere. We're we're still going to continue to to tune in i mean even if even if subscription rates continue to go up i think it went up a dollar big deal (laughs) oh no not a dollar a month for basically anything i want to watch ever okay ever you know (laughs) i'm not exactly opening a vein here right so yes for the for the time being netflix is indeed it is the greatest of all time i don't know if because other studios and other networks, other streaming services are so focused on their own properties and getting their own properties off the ground because Netflix has been doing it so long, they're continuing to do it better. Absolutely. And they keep introducing like brand new content. Like it's one that I'm really looking forward to and it's called My Name. It's like a Korean, yeah, a Korean action series and got got the young lady with her origin story and her revenge story. I'm ready for it. That's next on my list to watch. Um, I think Netflix is going to be, you know, eat like leading us through the winter months with all new incredible content. We're not sponsored by Netflix, but Netflix, mm-hmm. if you hear us and you want to sponsor us, we're here for it too. We're here for you. Yeah, we like what we like. Though we, we are here to be your, we're here to be your mouthpiece. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, so 
looks like we're in agreement on on Netflix and it's a lot of you know content we recommend everybody that's listening check it out you know and I I'm I don't say this often but net Netflix seems to have something for everybody yes and, and I'm 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 okay with it I'm here for it there's and there's and there's very little you're not gonna it used to be you would go on Netflix and you would go through all the things that you think you that you think that you would want to watch and then you would reach the end and it's like eh and it's getting harder and harder to do that to to go through the entire catalog and not find something to watch absolutely it's just there's just there's just so much there so if people say they can't find anything to watch on Netflix they're not trying hard enough um you know it's 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 there it's you're right it's something for everyone it's something um and and then sometimes it's just a matter of changing your keywords you know yeah there's some there's some weird stuff in some stupid places but you know what if you can if you're just going to scroll through i mean if you the historians had his birthday last weekend okay and we're like hey let's watch a movie happy belated like, okay. historian it's like woohoo! Yeah. So he so he goes and he's scrolling through Netflix for like two hours looking for something to watch because there's so much there. There's like so much there. Did he want to watch something in nostalgia? Did he want to watch a documentary? Did he want to watch you know a a a mystery, a murder mystery? Yeah. And there was just there was just too much. It's, you know, if there's a complaint, it's just there's too much to watch and there's too much good stuff to watch. So um, we don't let him pick the movie anymore. <laughs> that is <laughs> If funny. we want to watch it. <laughs> I'm in charge of picking it. So, it's, it's right. Give me, give me parameters and I'll find us something to watch. Right. Well, you know what really yeah, helps me out? What, what, what really helps me out when I'm like looking for something to watch and I turn on Netflix? Is there top ten in the in America? Top ten uh, yes. things that's being watched in the U.S. right now. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't only watch the stuff because it's popular, but it does kind of give me a guide. Like, uh, oh, okay, so what is this? Like, for again, people were talking about Squid Game before I watched it, and I'm like, so what is this about? And I always try to give, you know, shows and you know, shows a uh, three episode, you know, check. And um, I know I held up four fingers, but I can't count. So <laughs> whatever. Um, but I always try to give it the three episode, you know, fairness check. And uh, after episode one, I was hooked. Hooky hook, Captain Hook. So, yeah, they, they do have ways to kind of narrow it down for people. Because it like you're absolutely right. There is so much content. You'll get you're drowning it, you know. It just it's just easier to, you know, to navigate into what you're into and maybe what you've heard about. But other than that, I'm I'm here for the content because it's going to be a long winter. It's going to be a long winter, and I believe they just maybe it's just on the mobile version. Um, I was just looking real quick to see if it was on uh, the desktop version. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, there's a there's a feature uh, on the desktop version that just says play something so if you're feeling super adventurous yeah it'll just boom you yeah. it'll it'll pick you something and 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 as crazy as that sounds i think nine times out of ten i would just go ahead and watch whatever they recommended yeah 
because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they know me. It may not be a great movie, but it'll be probably be something that I haven't seen before. Right. And I'm always, I'm always looking to, because I can go through my list of things that I have tagged that I might want to watch. Right. And there, that list is extensive. And I might run out of time to watch something before I get to the end of it. But letting Netflix choose my next view, um, I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I um, I have a smart TV and it, ha- it has that on there as well. And I clicked on it, but it took me back. It took me to the Squid Game. I was like, I already watched the Squid Game. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Keep up. Keep up, buddy. <laughs> that was cool. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. But on the- I guess now we can move into the new news. The new news. Do you have any new news? Well, um, for <laughs> new news, I, um, for me, um, I just recently came back from Las Vegas, um, visiting some relatives, and that was really nice. And everything they say about Vegas is true. It's wild there if you've never been the lights alone are just insane when I flew back to our hometown I was like why is it so dark here (laughs) where are the lights (laughs) it was it's a spectacle and we even went to like old Las Vegas uh I think they it's called Fremont Street where oh my soul yeah it's, it's it was like a carnival so we went around uh, uh, Halloween. So all the adults were dressed up, dressed up. <laughs> and Halloween in Vegas, I'm pro- it's probably like every other day in Vegas, but it was something amazing to me um, that I'd never seen before. It was so cool. So it was, it was nice for the family to get away and, and do something therapeutic and some self-care, you know? Um and then came back and uh, start went back to watching all of the content on the movies and streaming services. <laughs> you know, I did see Dune. I don't think we had an opportunity to talk about Dune. I have a rant for that. I guess we'll save that for another time. But let's let's save that. Let's save that rant for Dune because I have no doubt that uh, that we can tag team on that Dune rant. Oh yeah, it's, it's I have a lot to talk about with that movie, um, and I hope that you know the our team is out there and is ready to hear it because ready or not, next time here it comes. <laughs> but other than that, and like I said, I got my my sultry lounge singer voice going on. Hopefully, it'll be all taken care of by the next time we uh, record. And other than that, that is all your lady has going on over here. What's the new news for you, Pinda? I don't, I don't, hmm, I don't know. I mean, I got married in Vegas in 96. Oh, so you know all about Fremont, Vegas. Fremont Street was not the spectacle it is now, but they did have the Fremont Street experience. They had just shut down Fremont Street to, to pedestrian traffic or to, to car traffic. Um, and there would be this overhead show that would happen. Yes. And we stayed, you, you, you call it old Las Vegas. It's, it's technically downtown. Okay. <laughs> downtown Las Vegas. Uh, but we stayed in Binion's hotel, Binion's horseshoe, which I don't even know if it's, I don't even think it's there anymore. Um, but you know, that's where the four Queens, uh, in, the, um, in the Fitzgerald is there. And 
and it's it's a it's I mean they they call New York the city that never sleeps, but it truly is true for Vegas. Yeah, that you just it's bright. There is always something going on. I mean, we got married in April, and you could get like shrimp cocktail for ninety nine cents all up and down the strip, which I didn't think was particularly safe, but. <laughs> You want some of this corn you know. shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> right. You want some of this? And, and anything is a gimmick just to get you to go in and, and play the one arm bandage, right? Mm, yeah. So yeah. if that means that you can, because you can drink for free and then you can, and then you can eat 99 cent shrimp cocktail until you throw up. It's like, I mean, I, there, it's an experience that can't be matched anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but as for what I did, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't go to Vegas. Um, we had a nice quiet Halloween, you know, it was, it was his birthday on the 30th and, um, you know, we don't get any kids in this area. So, I mean, I had lights and everything up, but there wasn't, it was nice and quiet and sedate. And, you know, I, I was able to catch up on, on a few movies. Like I saw the French dispatch and I saw the Eternals, which we'll talk about next time. Yeah. And we'll, um, and uh, I, I already erased the board, but I, I got quite a few movies in. Um, so it was, it's been, it's, it's, it's a nice wind down to October because October is usually a very busy time, uh, especially for horror writers. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to, hey, can you come and give a reading? Hey, can you, you know, show up? And it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to. I, <laughs> I don't want I don't, to. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. We, our, our Halloween party was virtual. Um, so we were able to connect with some people and, and have a good time with trivia, but it's been nice to, to be, to be really sedate and, and to really calm down as we move towards the end of this year, uh, because it's fast approaching, you know, we're already into the second week of November and soon we'll be, um, and soon we'll be, there'll be Thanksgiving and then, um, I have half a December off, so from Job Prime. So before we know it, it's going to be next year, yeah. and we'll, we're, you know, we'll we'll be re-entering that that hopeful part of the year where it's like anything's possible, and we're all super excited, and then that's all beaten out of us by March. But, March? What are you talking about? By February? <laughs> February? January? Yeah, 4th. January fourth? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> It's like January first. Why is it? Why is this year taking forever? Right. It's like, oh, this isn't over yet. Jeez, Louise. So, I mean, I get, I'm getting my office back in order after having convention stuff in it for months and months and months. Um, but there's still a lot to do. One of the things things I want to do in the time off I have in December is just to take everything down in the office, take everything off the walls. Um, you know change the curtains on the, you know, take everything off the bookshelves and just redo all of it and then start 2022 fresh uh, with a new setup. And that will probably never happen. It's super ambitious. <laughs> um, or I'll take everything down and it'll just be in boxes, in boxes until June. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can't find anything. Yeah. Uh, I've literally like, you know, but just unpacked <laughs> my suitcases. Yeah, right. There we go. You know, I, I do good to get my do good to get my journal set up for the month, but I because this is a good winding down, you know, 
it's it's a good winding down and to think about okay what do we do this past year that didn't work sort of like our own personal goals and performances for the year yeah what did we do that didn't work what did we do that we really enjoy that we want to do more of mm -hmm. so you know i that's where that's sort of where i am it's sort of like a pre-nesting phase before before new year's day um you know we don't know if we're getting together with the family so yeah and i'm i'm definitely not doing the big shopping you know right like, you all get my love and affection right uh, <laughs> but nothing 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 crazy like that it's just this is winding down and this is nesting and this is just preparing for next year um and that's it's this is my favorite part of the year even though it starts to get kind of cold mm -hmm. and it gets darker earlier this is just a really good time to to get on the warm fuzzy socks and to pull out the big fluffy robes and the onesie pajamas oh yeah and 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 really really semi semi hibernate until until march april um you know when the grass starts peeking through the snow again yeah absolutely absolutely so that sounds like you had a lot uh going on uh new news wise and that's super cool um so i guess we can go ahead and wrap up today's episode um thank you all so much for joining us um we hope that you can you got something out of today's episode uh and please feel free to contact us we'll be dropping that information on how to do that um but until next time bye <laughs> i'm still working on it so. we're four, we're 14 episodes in and we don't have an outro no outro it's like hey. maybe, maybe we'll do something for the holidays Merry Christmas. <laughs> no okay Fan service with Cat and Penda is produced by our own we selves, Cat and Penda. If you like what you hear, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so other cool people can find us. If you love what you hear, you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month. You can find us on Twitter at Cat and Penda and leave us a voicemail message at the link below. Feel free to drop us a line at catandpendafanservice at gmail.com. But if you hate us, you can still do all of the same things, but maybe quietly and to yourself. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Yay! <laughs>